This is a never-ending adventure. Oh, I'm Russell, an Adventure Time podcast. How's it? How's it going, Ned? And I'm DJ Nettie P coming at you live at the Adventure Time podcast. I'm just, man. I'm just feeling, <laughs> you know, like I just want to. I've got this card game, and Allie won't play it with me. Um, and I was just curious. I mean, would you? No, it's stupid. Don't worry about it. I mean. <laughs> If you're I, if you're wondering what it is, I mean, not that you're asking, but it's this it's this fantasy card game that's super uh, complicated and awesome. But well, oh, it, it is kind of stupid, and it, it's for nerds. It and you know, it's for people that don't have a life and outside of the nerd universe. So don't even don't even worry about it, Ned. All right, it's fine. It's just card wars. That's all it is. It's just card wars. It's just card wars. You know, just two brothers. Card wars. Two brothers playing card wars. Two brothers um, playing card wars. Well, if, if you, you if you can't guessed, tell, hey, <laughs> if you haven't guessed, we're talking about Card Wars today, which oh, yeah. asked why my intro to this podcast was super pumped because I don't, I don't know why I fucking love this episode. It's so oh. good. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? It's uh, it's exactly. awesome. It's everything you want out of. Well, first of all, you love your in the treehouse episodes, as we all yes, know. But I, also, you, it's I'm telling everything. you, I love treehouse episodes. I don't know why. It's just everything, dude. Is, this is yeah. going to be such a nerdy episode. And if you're not ready for a very nerdy episode of this podcast, then you can leave. I'm sorry. Uh, just yeah, get yeah. out of here. If you're not, not going to slap some Summon Archer Dan on this episode, then uh, you can get oh. the hell out of here. We're going deep, deep into the nude universe, nerd universe, mm-hmm. and <laughs> the net universe. And I the actually... The net universe. Mm. Yeah, I know, right? I was going to I was gonna um, mention your, your intro over here, guys. Um the best preface for this episode is the fact that, you know, Russell's whole like, mm, I guess I just have these cards. We had a moment and it was probably, <laughs> was it early COVID or was it, um, was it, it pre-COVID? Was before that. Yeah. It Ned, was, pre- it was do, the oh, final frontier. Yeah, I mean, the f- I don't know. All I know is it was the final frontier into nerddom. It was the last thing I was holding on to, the thing that I wanted to do least <laughs> In the world, I had already played Dungeons and Dragons, and I was like, you know, the one thing that keeps me oh, out of had- that category is this one card game that I mm-hmm. hadn't played. I had no reason to play it. And then, of course, one day Ned comes walking up to me and doing a typical Ned. I'll do a Ned impression real fast. Hey, uh, you want to play uh, Card Wars with me? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Magic the I, Gathering with me? <laughs> I think I think my response to Russell. So I. We had a moment, it's kind of, uh, yeah, pre-COVID, I guess, where it was just like, hey, man, like, it guys have it rough, okay? Guys want to hang out with guys, yeah. and we don't, we don't always want to drink so with rough. each other. We don't always want to, but it's always weird. You can't really just invite a guy friend over and just be like, would you like to have a spaghetti dinner and watch a movie together? It, it's not, it's not always necessarily appropriate. But I was like, what can guys do that doesn't involve just watching sports? Or going out to a bar and drinking. Well, this is pre-boys night. Let, let me just this is let everybody know. Night, this yes. is pre-boys night being a thing before I had realized what what an amazing thing a boys night could be. Yeah, boys, so, boys night is good nights. Boys nights um, are good nights. But the, yeah, but so I was like, well, you know, board games are fun. And, but and, and video games are fun. But there's not like, there hadn't been a lot of great co-op video games that have been out there recently. Like, 
I don't know. It was kind of before. It was actually before the Switch days too. So there wasn't any Switch to be played. So yeah. I was like, I want to play a card game that's not just like, uh, you know, fifty-two card deck, you know, normal card game. So I was like, screw it. I want to get into something good. Like, and I was like, Magic the Gathering. Let's just let's just dive in. Did some YouTube videos one night. Got really deep into it. Bought us two starter decks, and I was like, Russell. Bought us two starter decks. This one is yours. Like, let's yeah. just learn to play so we can have something to do. Of um, all your friends to ask, and, of course it was me. The, well, he went I to think, me because I'm the nerdy my, one, um, for sure. My intro to you was very similar to Jake's in this scenario where I was like, hmm, well, I've got this, uh, <laughs> mm, got this box, box of cards. I went and bought this box of codes. <laughs> and I was like, it was a super, super cool card game and you know, are you nervous to play it because only guys that have never seen the sun are like interested yeah. in playing? But your response was similar to Finn's response in this world is that you were like, Yeah, I was like, sure. Yeah, I know it's for nerds, but I'm down to play because I think you were in the same boat. Like, I would, we just had nights where we would just go and like drink some whiskey at the house and then play magic the gathering for like four hours you know i mean it just kind of replaced our going to uh mafiosos for two for tuesday exactly well with two that, beers that, two the mafiosos nights included me consuming 2400 calories of just pizza so yeah, we have this to stop that a healthy relatively healthy alternative to this so well, i even just wanted to dive a little into the different card games that we probably have played in our past outside of magic the gathering because of course that's the main one i think that's the first Card game, right? Like 1993, Wizards of the Coast, Magic the Gathering, very first. I think first it was even before TCG. that. Was, was it? I thought it was um, like maybe like 87 or 88. Maybe. You might be thinking of D&D. But maybe regardless, am, yeah. then you have Oh, yeah, us, you're right, 93. The one that was really popular for us was, of course, Pokemon TCG. But we didn't battle. I didn't battle. I, no, never, I don't even know to this man. day how to battle. Yeah, we just we were too young. I think at that point, we were just like, hey, this card looks awesome. I want that card. I'm trading you this card that probably would be worth a lot of money right now because I'll, Gengar is my favorite for some reason. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Oh, uh, you know, so I, I course, definitely gave away some cards that had to have been worth like hundreds of dollars now. Just to like friends oh. where like, I like your green cards better than my blue cards. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a shame. I, I wish I could go back and, and snag... I mean, the two Blastoise that I lost and then also the Venusaur holographic that I lost. Mm-hmm. One of them was my dad bought it for me for my birthday. So I could only imagine that that Blastoise card was like one of the first ones. I I, I don't know. He let this spoil me with yeah. Pokemon stuff. Well, so. that was the, yeah, that was the thing is like, I don't know how like miners out there somewhere. My mom can't find them. We've been digging for them for years. They're going to pop up here in the next like 10 years. And I know that like, Several years, I know, were probably in like first, second, third grade when they weren't first editions. But like, we were for sure getting them as birthday gifts when those first edition decks were out. Like, I, without a doubt, in my mind. Um, yeah, at least the Shadowless. But yeah. uh, so the next one that came by that swept the nation was, of course, Yu Gi Oh! Mm-hmm. And as a North America kid, I mean, I was obsessed with the WB. Uh, kids wb show right that that and, anime and was Yu-Gi-Oh! everything 
I'm not going to lie. Well, I'm not going to call it a better show than Pokemon, but like, man, they, no, it, it was not. a little more action packed. It was a little more intense. It was I more mature. Like. It was meant for the yeah. kids that grew up with Pokemon and were ready for something that was slightly more mature and that were about to go in the middle of school or were in middle of school, right? And Yu-Gi-Oh! was that thing. I tried to pick it back up not too long ago. And to be mm. honest with you, Ned, it's just overly complicated now. Like I got so really? annoyed with these synchro monsters. And this was a few years back, but like there's this the synchro and then just other monster effects. I mean, you're reading a paragraph of text and then uh, having to memorize like every little thing. It's just it's not even worth it. Yeah, it's it's they, too big of a barrier. It sounded for like it started too simple, maybe, and then they tried to go like we can complicate it like Magic the Gathering, but that involved like now a paragraph of information per Yeah, card. I don't think like, they did a good job. And I think yeah. the average game length and like competitive play too is really, really short. So I have no interest in that anyways because my play style is I'm going to sit here and think about my strategy. Which oh, trust me. I know that's why we, our, our Magic the Gathering <laughs> games would last like two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's just how I play. It's I, like I, I feel like I'm a good strategic thinker, but I have, I like to process everything, you know, and, and it takes me a minute sometimes. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Well, no, I did go like six and zero against you though with your cards. I will say. I mean, oh yeah, you initially, had some, you had some good runs. I built some bad decks uh, for a while there, and could you had one solid deck that I had. It took me a long time to build one to beat you. Without, yeah, I had a a lot more Yu Gi Oh background than you did though. So I yeah. think that played into it. I played for it definitely. Years, um, so. I, I went full aggro to start, and you know, full aggro being aggressive decks do not. Uh, stack up against like yeah. kind of long build and uh, also hearthstone that was the other thing i think that yeah, i played you did that hearthstone you, didn't you play. did runescape you did everything that yeah. runescape is well, different but okay i'm a nerd <laughs> i get it magic was the last thing i was holding on to but anyways the card wars there's actually a mobile app i don't know have you ever played it i've never played the mobile I, app of card wars. i tried it a long time ago so there yeah there is a mobile app and there is a physical card game as well the mobile app i think i downloaded a long time ago and it it started out feeling like a weird game where it's like you, every time you play, you can kind of get upgraded cards. And it was kind of, it, it felt a little bit just like kitschy with like the, oh, like you can only start with like the basic cards. And like the more you play, maybe you'll get better cards. Also, the more you pay, you'll get better cards. And I, in a mobile game, I was kind of like, mm, this doesn't feel like just jumping in and playing like fun card wars like the this is more of like oh you play through different levels and then you can play through 50 different levels so maybe it's different now because this was for sure like years ago but the, i did look and I, as soon as i googled it today i was like there's a physical card game so can i get a drum roll russell can you can you drum roll for me here I'll do my uh, Wookiee impression. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Not a drum roll, but you <laughs> should have a two-player deck of physical Card Wars cars arriving Wars at your house oh next week. Oh, my gosh. I ordered them for and you today. a brand today. new car. And a brand new... We're all getting new cars. That's Wars. why you asked about... I was so curious. Me and Allie were like... And yep. I just asked for my address. I'm like, is he re redoing his vows? <laughs> You're getting like, the deck like, was happening? called BMO versus Lady Rainicorn. So okay. what I want you to do, I wanted to turn the tables of me getting into magic and then getting you into it. I wanted to flip the script and you and Allie do a Card Wars 
introduction and then get me into it. Yeah, I'll let you know if it's good. I've I've got some, I mean, at the end of this episode, we'll go through what we liked about Card Wars as a TCG and also what we liked about this episode about a TCG. And I'm curious to see how it holds up in real life versus what we're seeing on mm-hmm. this this TV show episode. And and that's where now, as we're 12 minutes into the podcast, so thank you those who hung in there talking with our tangents about cards and nerddom. We just had to preface how awesome this episode is. The episode starts. We got Finn eating a snack, taking a nap on the couch. Classic treehouse, right? Um, and then Jake also comes a in. A super also a vibe. vibe. Just a great vibe. Sandwiches and naps are my vibe. Just chomping um, down two sandies and drinking some orange drink. That that is my life. I yeah, love that. Well, and then our super fans out there, we can we can't go without mentioning he's drinking from the cup of many ales. That's what it says in the Nordic runes on the cup. And in my opinion, that's why he's not drinking out of it. He pours it into a glass. I think it's an actual mug that never runs out of liquid. That's good. I like that. That's yeah. awesome. Um, I think we talked about that was probably season. Gosh, it's been once other time in the show, but we've talked about it earlier in this season. So good little yeah. moment there. Sets the it sets the vibe for the episode in terms of like what are we doing today? And it's gonna be like staying inside and not going on like a crazy adventure, which I think is totally. a good like way to set the tone too. But the animation, despite that, is still fantastic. And maybe it's like easy to do the I don't know, the holographic stuff or hologram stuff is unreal. I mean, that's what sold me on this episode. As soon as they open up the the mats, right, and they start laying cards, they floop the pig and they floop their laying cards or whatever. And yeah, so, and like a little physical so cool. thing like appears, yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say is like, it, it'd be so cool with all of these card games. And this this does it in a way, I'm sure there's like mobile apps do it, but it's not quite as cool. But if you could play a tabletop game where when you set a card down, you know, something appeared on the table. And when you tap your land, it's, you know, if it was all of that where you're not counting up life points and counting up mana and counting up attack points deducted against defense points and all that's automated. That's kind of like what this game does in the show. Yeah. Well, I was so curious, man, because just starting out, one of my first questions was, you know, you have Lady Ranicorn, who apparently doesn't play card games with Jake mm-hmm. anymore. Bimo is not playing with Jake anymore because, mm-hmm. I mean, also, Bimo is my lovely, because why would he not be? He's amazing. <laughs> he does a freaking kickflip. He, I saw, yeah, Bimo kickflip is sick in this episode. It's so sick. He does. I think he does it twice. No, he does it once. Mm-hmm. And then also the Bimo chop is just, unreal right like if this were a real attack you'd be dead and bimo is such a lovely he's so incredible in this episode but regardless my question ned was do you and jackie still play magic because i remember at one point you were like i'm gonna i'm gonna play magic with jackie no i I tried okay good luck (laughs) i still once every about three months tell her like when are we gonna play and she's like "Ah, i'll play with you and i'm like no you're not you're not gonna play um (laughs) well i have a hard time trying to get her to play chess with me and it's the same thing there was a thing right when we got married we got a chess board as one of our wedding gifts um it's the monopoly of two-player board games yeah and like and she had uh, she had not played in years so i like was reteaching her how to play chess and i was like and we played for 10 minutes and I was like, I won the first game. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, you beat me. I don't want to play anymore. And I was like, dude, 
So Jackie gets a little competitive, which is why I don't think that thinks she'd enjoy magic in general, but like now, you get competitive amount. too, though, man. I mean, not to was, the, not to the extent where I don't want to play anymore, though. Like I've never true. been like that's I don't true. want to play again with you. You know, but I not, was thinking, you know, uh, like comparing me and you and how we play magic to these two characters. I gotta say, man, I and I don't know. You may feel the same way from your perspective about me, but I'm like I feel like Finn because I would antagonize you and I would do the the corn is stupid you know like i don't know i would just antagonize you while we play or whatever and then you would get so irritated and then like be like no that's not the right rule and then we'd have to google all these rules about oh, magic. yeah well I, th- I think that that was well that was what drove me crazy more than anything was like we didn't there's so many of the minute rules where i was like i don't think this is the way this worked but we we had to we all had to sit there and google everything that we did yeah if it was allowed and how it worked, which and we're was both like competitive. very annoying. We're yeah. both competitive. So I could see us both being Jake in a way, but but I just, that, I got to yeah, Google well, the rules side of you. Maybe I was like, you know, maybe maybe I was the fan antagonizing that a little bit. Yeah, well, I think maybe it got under my skin because it was like, you would do that after making me wait like six and a half minutes to do a turn. <laughs> and I'd be waiting and waiting and I'm trying to do my turn. And then I'm like, damn it, I have a whole turn and now you're going to make me like Google if you could do something on here. So that you definitely did a good job. Most half times the, I could. Half the time you could. <laughs> um, oh man. Well, I love that. I don't know. And it's so weird that Finn doesn't know the side of Jake. He's sitting there. Dude, they live together. How do you not know the side of him? Like well, he didn't speak the BMO for a month for crying know. out loud. You know? Well, that's what I was going to say is that we've, we've had so many Jake moments in the show where we've talked about Jake being chill and Jake being the laid back one and Jake being the nonchalant one that lets the adventures play out. This is, I mean, probably not the first time we've seen Jake get obviously like over emotional about something, but like the fact that he is this intense about card wars, but when you've got like people dying, he's like, <laughs> I'm going to sit at, I'm going to sit this yeah. one out, you know? Oh, uh, that's so real too. That's funny, man. I was just thinking, yeah. I your Magic the Gathering is my Super Smash Brothers. Mm. We don't tangent, but that's my tangent is that I get way too personal and way too frustrated with N64 Smash. Regardless. Back, back to Card Wars. Sorry, no tangents. No tangents. No ta- I, I, no tangent. I'm not on the tangent. Uh, I'm the dweeb in this episode of this podcast probably. Uh, and I definitely would eat or drink that drink. I love a good food challenge for whatever reason. Hi, what's your worst food challenge? What's your worst dweeb drink you've ever done? Oh man, I don't, I don't even know. I'd have to say, like in elementary school, you constantly would be challenged to to come mm-hmm. up with some sort of a concoction. <laughs> so you said elementary, bro. We were doing yeah. that in freaking high school. We were just like, <laughs> oh, dude, I put mashed potatoes in my blue power. Can you outgross like, your friends? Yeah, that's classic. <laughs> I don't know if oh. we had what was it called? Chunk ham juice, ham chunk juice. That was yeah. the last ingredient that went in there. Okay, so but let's talk gross. about this too. Let's talk about how Jake was like, okay, here's the here's the terms of our bet. Here's the terms of our wager. Yeah. The loser's the dweeb, the winner's the cool guy. And Finn goes, yeah, I'll agree to those terms. And then Jake just flips the script and just like, yeah, the dweeb drinks out of the dweeb cup, which I made a just nasty-ass yeah, drink the- with. Total soda, coffee grounds, beetle butter, grape jelly, kimchi, and ham chunk juice. 
That's that's so nasty, man. I I would love to try it. <laughs> I must say, I do have kimchi in my fridge. I, and and there, there's a few other things. I don't know if we could do beetle butter. I'm trying to think. There's a couple well, we could recreate the dweeb juice and uh, this is put in after, a video. Is it after or before two hours of explaining? I mean, Finn falls asleep. Two hours of rules. And that's the issue with like any good board game. I feel like maybe not every bo- good board game, but a lot of them that I love take forever and they are like agonizing to listen to and try and, and figure things out. And the problem with a card game that's that complicated is it takes so much time, mm-hmm. trial and error to find optimal strategies. I can't imagine how Finn was able to come up go sleep through all the rules and go, oh, it's just common sense. I can play this game all day. Like, what are you doing? Like, start antagonizing Jake. I don't know how he he learned that. What was it, the teleporting thing? He's like, you can't teleport anyone that's not your guy. And I was like, how do you know that? You just slept for two hours. (laughs) I mean, there's some things of just like, if you played it, yeah, if there was a teleport card that you could play, you'd be like, you can't just teleport my characters wherever you want to, like. Yeah, it doesn't seem logical. I'm I'm with Finn on that though. Where, like, not that I'm gonna like sleep through the rules or anything, but if I'm trying to like learn a game, I'm more just like, okay, like let me lose two games so I can learn it, and like let's just play because the more you explain it, the actual like more I'm not going to understand it. I'm very much like a learn by doing person, and so I get Finn on that, and then and then yeah, there's a lot of games like that where. Uh, even the strategy aspect, you're like, yeah, that's logic. That's logic if you like stack up your defense that you're never going to get hit with anything, you know? Yeah, but it's it's kind of like Pokemon logic where you're like, yes, of course, fire defeats grass. I get that. But then like, why is fairy better than dragon? I, I don't understand that one. Or why is ground <laughs> or strong against steel? I guess yeah, that I mean, that, that's kind of like, but... that's a little, well, that's kind of like Finn flooping the pig and not really realizing that flipping the pig would destroy the corn. Finn was just like, no, the car just says I can do it, so I'm going to do it. Not, I, I don't think Finn realized that that was going to like save his ass on that turn, uh, you know? Flooping the pig is not the tops, but that is, I love well, that let's like, just say running because joke, that through line. The, oh, yeah, I flipped the pig. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it's just like a trap card, right? Like he's leaving a monster on the board as well. So I kind of remember like, the man-eater bug from Yu-Gi-Oh! is what I... Oh, no. Well, I was going to say, do you guys remember there's a video out there of these guys playing um, Yu-Gi-Oh! in like a uh, like a video game, VR Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, and yeah. the guy... <laughs> Just constantly, he's just like, okay, my turn. Pot of greed. <laughs> I play pot of greed to draw one I additional draw two card. cards. <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps trolling, and the guy in the background's like, you can't do it on, that, on the same turn. I can't so do it. There's highly, a funny my, joke about Yugi, but I can't remember what it is. Yeah, I, had, I love that video. Uh, my recommendation this week was Magic the Gathering, but my second one is uh, going to be <laughs> that go video. watch that. Go type in Pot of Greed on YouTube. And it, will, <laughs> it will show up. We'll have to watch it during our commercial break. And maybe it's time for that, Ned. I, I got to go boy mm. style to the boy style room anyway. So. The, <laughs> the boy style room. You got to go powder your butthole. Introducing the most epic and ridiculous game you'll ever play. Card Wars. Come join us down at the Candy Kingdom Card Collectors Emporium and Battle Card Arena in a tournament for the ages. Will you come out victorious or be banished to the Dungeon of the Dweebs? Each card in Card Wars is more ridiculous than the last. 
From ninjas that shoot laser beams out of their eyes to unicorns that shit glitter, there's no telling what kind of madness will come your way. But that's what keeps the game so exciting. And let's not forget about the legendary sandwich card. One bite of that and your opponents will be left in a state of confusion so profound that they won't know what hit them. But Card Wars isn't about absurdly hilarious cards. It's also a game of strategy. You'll need to outsmart your opponents, plan your moves carefully, and never underestimate the power of a well-placed fart joke. So grab your bacon-flavored snacks, your rainbow-colored cards, and get down to the Candy Kingdom Card Collectors Emporium and Battle Card Arena, and it's time to play Card Wars, the game so weird that it's actually cool. Welcome back. I mean, this might be a little redundant at this point. Y'all have heard of this time and time again. I mean, we're we're late to the party, but Ned, where did you just told me where did you get that commercial from? Was it from your brain, from your dome? It was from not from dome? my. It was not from my Chrome dome, y'all. That was an ad that I was like, man, I wish I could write a really cool ad for Card Wars, and so. Today was my first day of playing around with ChatGPT, and I asked ChatGPT to write me a really cool advertisement for Card Wars, and then I asked it to do a more ridiculous ad for Card Wars, and that's what came out of it. So that's so crazy, hey man! I thought it was great, and let's let's be real, my delivery on that one was what made it great, right? You know? Yeah, yeah, that's really well, what it was. What's going to happen is soon we we've never done like a scripted episode necessarily. But pretty soon here, we'll just type in, like, make a Russell and Ned do an Adventure Time podcast episode. <laughs> we'll have an we'll AI bot listen to 100 episodes of our podcast and then write the rest of them for Shoot, us, Shoot, we right? could just take that, like, really popular voice from TikTok and just have her voice oh, do the entire podcast for us. So we're replaced. We're done. It's over. We're done. We just replaced ourselves. Yeah, we just replaced ourselves. I dug our this own grave, Russell. We were talking during the commercial too. Like if y'all are curious what a Patreon episode might look like from Never Ending Adventure in the near or not so distant future, this vibe is what I'm imagining yeah. having for every episode of that because it'll be less planned. It'll be more of just us hanging out and talking. But we'll yeah. get there when Let's we get honest, there. Y'all didn't, want, y'all didn't want us to play by play this entire episode. No. Everybody's seen this episode. There's really nothing super deep in it besides like, my lesson, I'll give my lesson early this week. It's don't be a oh, dick. Dang. Like that's the, that's the lesson is like legitimately you're going to introduce something to a friend. Like don't be a dick about it. Like that's yeah. a simple enough lesson. There's nothing deeper in this episode. I mean, mine is always floop the pig. Always if there's anything the I learned, pig. always floop the pig. Why would you not floop the pig? Uh, well, we, you, you never so asked me my lovely either. It, my lovely was the pig. It's the pig, yeah. It was the pig in this episode, absolutely. He's just hanging out. What was the the sacred or the sanctitude or wherever he goes and hangs out for a bit? Um, the Cave of Solitude. The Cave of Solitude. I couldn't find it on my notes. Yes, that's, that was such a great moment. <laughs> yeah, Mike. I'm going to send the next pig to the Cave of Solitude to take a nap. He's he's tired. Take a nap, yeah. He's t- yeah, you know, I wish, I was like, I did love... Um, Although it does seem like the cards in the episode have very much like a mind of their own or a mind of their own or like, you know, they follow the rules of what's written on the cards. I like that uh, it kind of seemed like even the actions of the holograms were kind of dictated by the players. Because um, it was like, oh, yeah. And then like I floop the um, the wizard scholar to go start studying for a little while, you know. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it doesn't say what what for, but certainly like in his mind, he knows what he's going to be studying. So yeah, exactly. So that's well, that's a, yeah, that leads to a good question. So like, I wouldn't say a top favorite card in this episode is maybe an uh, interesting topic, but like either that or like top favorite like dynamic of the game in this episode or top yeah. favorite card. I think we'll get we'll we'll go into that. I mean, I, I was going to mention even though that my tops. It's kind of that moment, again, the facial expression, the way that Finn's mm. antagonizing Jake. Dude. When he said, what did you expect? It's all your power units are coming from corn. <laughs> Pigs eat corn, dude. Cornfields stink. And he's just high up on his face, zoomed in. I love, what, I love that, man. I love that, that you mentioned that because my tops of this episode was the animation of both of their facial reactions. And... It would not so dynamic. It would so not dynamic. be, yeah. It would not be as a dynamic or engaging as an episode unless you had those like little moments where Finn had like, you know, four different chins and his eyes were like squinting because it, <laughs> both of them, the facial expressions were like why they were antagonizing the other one just with what they were saying. So I thought yeah. it was such a good uh, way to physically express the narrative in a cartoon show was just the animation itself. So props to them for like yeah. really nailing that aspect. I've got a one. lot. I've got a lot of favorite cards, man. I mean, even we talked a little bit about the Cave of Solitude a, minute, uh, a second ago where the pig goes and takes a nap. And I mean, in my opinion, Finn decides not to attack in that turn. And that is one of the scariest moments of any card battling mm -hmm. like scenario when you're playing somebody and they go, they have this obvious play, this obvious attack, and they don't take it. I just, that gives me chills. I'm just like, what are you thinking? <laughs> what are you planning? What do you have on you the board? You used to do that to me all uh, the time though. I know. I mean, it's a great strategy because it's like you you got these trap cards or you get cards that are non-fluked and you're just waiting. You're just ready for yeah. it, you know? It brings but, it brings the aspect of bluffing into into a game like this. Like, are they bluffing? Yeah. Like, face it, Ned, I'm the cool guy. I'm the coup. Yeah. Well, I'm the one that brought magic into the uh into this relationship. So I guess I will take one hundred percent the, the cool responsibility guy. of being yeah. the dweeb. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well then yeah, you'd be the dweeb. I was gonna give you the cool guy, but I'm I'm glad I don't <laughs> no, have to. No, no, I'll take the dweeb. I I brought magic into your into this <laughs> into your life. Well, man, other another card I loved was the uh the volcano. It it, it acts like mm. a dark hole. Jake flips the volcano and the dark hole from Yu-Gi-Oh! It destroys everything on the field and yeah. he just happens to have a uh, reclaim landscape spell, which reconstitutes his entire cornfield. I, the Knights. only thing that bugged me, and it was very much like the Pot of Greed uh, video, is that I feel like Jake continually plays reclaim landscape. And I was like, either like when cards are discarded or when they happen. Yeah, like, how many of those does in he most, have? In most card games, like when you play a card or anything that's like a magic or an instant card or an enchantment, it goes into your graveyard as soon as you play it. And then Jake just throws out Reclaim Lambscape like four times in this game. And I'm like, dude, either you have 17 of those in your deck or like, or that's just a weird aspect of this game. Yeah, maybe know? it's something that his deck has. It's just an, like a, some sort of a attribute that the corn uh, landscape has. The, just, I don't know. I thought that was interesting too, but like in Yu-Gi-Oh, I think you can only play three or have three of the same cards. I think Magic too, right? You can only have three yeah, of the exact same card in your deck at one time. 
Oh, there's there's some sometimes you can play magic rules where it's like you can't have a single dupe in your deck at all. Um hmm. but like uh, the other thing I could say about the reclaim, it's either that or you know, like in a lot of these games at the the re-beginning of your turn, all your lands, all your mana, your lands come back as well. They're not all tapped or whatever. Um and so that's why I was like, maybe, maybe that's like the whole, like everybody has a reclaim landscape at the beginning of their turn. Something like that. Okay. I don't know. I think my favorite card has to be the one that Jay doesn't say anything for. He just, for whatever reason, at the very end of the battle, when Finn decides to take on the man and his pig still be- defeats the man, but then gets stuck in the mud, <laughs> right? Yeah. Jake says nothing and summons this scythe, two scythed this- monster that's that essentially what I was acts say. like a change of hearts and just gets it all of... It sucks the souls out of all of the characters on Finn's side of the board. It just and like, then they walk over to his their side. souls. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That, that's got to be the, the most OP card. Though all of these cards truly, and this is something I'll, I'll get into when I'm talking about like what I like about this as a TCG, like every card feels like it has so much potential. Like every card could could change the game. Like perhaps that's why there's no like sacrificing in this game or you don't have to build up mana over time before you start summoning monsters. It's just a matter of like, I want to play this card and I'm going to do it. And every single card, even the pig, has the capability of changing the game and you just have to be on top of it constantly. And it kind of takes away that the problem with like Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic and I'm sure Pokemon as well is that when you draw your five cards at the beginning of the game, you could get a bad hand. Mm-hmm. You could have a bad hand. You could have and only late monsters or only mana cards. It could really kill mm-hmm. your strategy, right? So and that's in this why, game, uh, everything matters. That's true. That's true. However, I also think that, okay, Jake's obsessed with the corn deck, right? Jake loves the corn deck itself. And I think that Jake's built himself a really badass deck. But obviously... Uh, Lady Rainicorn won't play against him anymore. So that means that Lady Rainicorn has probably beat him in the past. Bemo beat him in the past. And now Finn beat him. I Easily think that yep. Jake is very invested in the deck he's built and he's never drawn a good hand. It's like he's got a couple of trump cards in there, which I just, I, I looked back at my notes, Field Reaper, the one that sucks the souls out with the, the two yep. scythes. Um, I think that maybe that's his trump card. And he's he's sitting there and he loses every game because he's built a deck built around like trump yeah, cards. Yeah, he's just addicted that he never to that happening. Like he's because I get that. I get that way with card games. Like with uh, Yu Gi Oh, for instance, oh, I had yeah, a water deck. Blue and eyes, I was white so dragon. committed. Well, Blue Eyes. <laughs> no, no, Blue Eyes is <laughs> not a competitive monster anymore, my man. Uh, I'm sorry. No. I had this water deck, right, where basically I could, if I drew the right cards, I could summon a certain even bigger monster and it would get rid of, it would kind of like a dark hole and get rid of half of the field or his side of the, your opponent's side of the field. And then it would summon itself or it would be the only thing last remaining. But in order to do that, like you kind of got to get lucky and then you just get stuck in this, I want this deck because when that happens, it just feels so good and it's so epic and you're I, living, I you're living Exodia, on, a, you know? on a hypo. Yeah, you're living on that hypothetical, like high moment. Uh, yeah. it's going to be so great. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that because I've 
What to do, Yugi? That's what it is. What to do, Yugi? (laughs) What to do, Yugi? (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I can say that, uh, weirdly enough, I kind of pulled some facts around. They They actually pulled the attack defense of all the cards in this game, too. So as we're talking about favorites, that, um, weirdly enough, the most powerful one, besides Field Reaper, which was not shown of his, like, attack and defense, so that could have been the OP card, that Immortal Maze Walker, when Jake does play Immortal Maze Walker and he gets three times attack, um, he was oh, a 5-5 yeah, five, five card. And so the corn makes him a 15 attack, 5 defense card, which is definitely the most OP card on the field at that point. Certainly power-wise, but it doesn't even matter when Finn has an ancient scholar that's been studying to raise the dead ability and then raises mm-hmm. the pig and then the, then floops the pig, which he doesn't even have to do on his turn. And then it goes, eats all the corn. Yeah, well, Finn's, I think you can kind of tell that Finn's deck with the the tower, the what was it called? The Spirit Tower? Um, something like that. Spirit, I can't remember. Spirit Tower, something like that. Yeah. What, the Finn's deck is definitely a spell deck. And Jake's deck is definitely like, not necessarily aggro, but what you would call, oh, what do you call it? Um, And like, not, not an enchantment deck. I'm going to, I can't remember, but essentially where all recall. of your attacks and de- defense and all that stuff is buffed by the fact that you're a specific like color. So every, the fact that everything is corn means that everything gets buffed because it is corn. So it's like a stacking deck like that. Man, I can't believe he had a, a corn deck. That's, that's a con for me for reasons why I don't want to play a card. Is that your, is that is that your Jake mistake? Thing. Is that he chose corn? No, it's not a mistake. I mean, the mistake is that he's a sore loser. Is a sore winner and <laughs> a sore loser. Is that he's Jake. a dick. He's the most punchable character for sure. It's Jake. Oh yeah, he's, that's I had him as my most punchable easily. Yeah, he flips out, man. When Jake, or sorry, when Finn has the advantage, and he is antagonizing. So Finn, it's kind of on you as well. But he's so aggressive to Finn, and he holds him up. You know, when he gets giant, he's like, "You play, you play." Yeah, like, that's that is like not the cool. moment where it's like I would have walked. If anybody did that to me, I'd be like. I'm done, dude. I'm freaking yeah. done. I'm out of here. Well, to the point, Finn's like, I'm going to lose. I'll lose on purpose. That's fine. Like, whatever. I don't care. It's yeah. a card game. And I can't, and that's what makes me think. I'm trying to think like poor lady Rainicorn. Like we always talk about how she's like never around either. Um, And I was like, I hope that Jake spends some time with lady Rainicorn. And I hope that the time they spend together is not just him being a total card wars asshole to her <laughs> <Yeah>. either. <laughs> oh, know? for sure. Oh, man. Well, yeah, man. I just, it's so funny because Finn, he even calls himself, what is this? A Super Amadeus, uh, Car Wars Super Amadeus, which yes, Car Wars I had Super to look up Amadeus. what that was. It's a yeah, like an Amadeus. Amadeus Mozart. Yeah. So yeah, have you he's not basically watched like he's a, the Mozart of Car Wars. Yeah. Well, who knows? Like, maybe he's hyping himself up a little bit too much, but uh, good. Uh, the other thing is like, man, that's a, that's a weird post apocalyptic uh, thing to reference, Finn, an Amadeus yeah. Mozart. Uh, yeah, unless I, they have I some have really no good vinyl records, <laughs> they might. Oh, you, or, oh, you, well, have you never watched that? Um, you never watched that movie Amadeus? No, we did way. I mean, this was back in like elementary school music days. Our Is music that the, teacher Amadeus. Do I want to know? My, my. <laughs> no, that's yeah, close, close. Yeah. You know, a- Abba is definitely close to Mozart. <laughs> uh we uh no no it's it's kind of like a biopic movie about the life of mozart um 
It's great. Okay. I think I, I'm, I need to go back as an adult and rewatch it again, but that's definitely why I picked up. The, he, he was basically, I'm pretty sure he was pretty much like an autistic child that had like an insane gift and wow. they figured it out early on. And like, that's all he did from like age two on. Yeah. Well, here's something that I, I love, Ned. When we're getting toward the end of this and Jake wins and he rubs Finn's face in the board game, Finn could have reacted in a terrible way, right? But instead, he kind of does what Jake had done back in what was missing when he calls everybody talentless hacks and he freaks out on them and then everybody kind of giggles. It lightens the mood. Marcy and Princess Bubblegum kind of forget about their their conflict a little bit and they're like, oh, we'll stay and have ramen. Like, that's fine. So this happens with Finn, though, where he drinks the dweeb cup and then he enjoys it and then plays a prank on Jake. Mm -hmm. And he does a really, really good job of going, look, this is a serious thing. Like my buddy was freaking out, but I don't want to make this situation like worse than it has to be. And I, we're, we're still roommates. I got to live with this guy. Let's just like move on from this. And I'm going to make the tension disperse a little bit by distracting everybody and bringing it to this cup of grossness that we're going to enjoy together. Yeah, it's, I think it's absolutely that. And it's absolutely, but I don't think it's done necessarily out of like a defense mechanism per se. But it's kind of, I think it is Finn's just going like, obviously Jake cares a lot about this. So I'm not going to do anything that makes him like think that I don't care about. I'm not going to like sit here and call him stupid. I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, man, like it's cool. Like, like whatever, win your stupid game and like make him feel bad about playing the game with him. Cause I'm sure Finn will want to play it. But if Finn reacted that way to losing and still played a joke on Jake, that you would assume that that would set them up to play another game in the future where Jake wouldn't react so aggressively, you know, just being like, Oh, like Finn will play this game with me and I can win and he'll drink the dweeb juice and like, well, we can move on. I think that like Finn just understands that setting that like precedence on ending the game like this, is going to be what makes them not just cordial, like, that evening, but cordial playing it again one day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can totally see that. I mean, for what it's worth in my list of things that I liked about card wars as a TCG, the fact that it can destroy friendships is a pro for me. Is, <laughs> so, yeah. I, well, that's how it, you know it's legit. It's not yeah, legit every, unless every it can destroy. Video game, every good board game can destroy friendships. I mean, I, Catan, Smash Brothers, Magic the Gathering, you name it. Like, the greats all have that ability that just make you be more competitive about building railroads than you should be, you know? That's see, I've I've understood it with uh mafia, I've understood it with magic, I've understood it with monopoly, I've never understood it with Catan. And I, I I'm sorry to all my Catan fans out there. I don't hate the game. I don't dislike it. I'll play it, but like I do not get people getting up in arm like a game, especially where there's strategy. But there's also like dice rolling, like kind of the game. Like same with Monopoly. Like it's a, it, when there's dice rolling and chance involved, like you can't get mm. like that competitive. In my opinion, I I disagree, man. I think I, I do it with Mario so Party strategy. because I love it. It's it's like ironic. Like I'll be, get like ironically mad. But Mario about, Party is all about luck. You literally have two stars at the end of the game that are built exactly. in about luck. <laughs> exactly. That's why I think it's okay. fun to get ironically mad 
And then I think people, like every time I play Catan, like people are like, ironically, I, I think they're ironically into it and they're like actually into it. And I'm like, whoa, I, I thought oh, this was I just- get, I get real into like, Catan. I, I thought got we real... were just sticking wheat and bricks in my asshole. Like, I, don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> I got real mad at my stepmom one time when we were playing Catan. <laughs> no, I can say the you one know. that I, outside of like TCGs, that gets me on the Jake level, like you play, you play, is phase 10. I don't know if you guys played phase 10, but oh my Lanta. That's the one where like you can, it's kind of more like a game. It's like, it's like more complicated Uno um, that also like the full game lasts like two or to three hours. So it's a very interesting like dynamic and concept, but I, I've seen a grown man like throw a chair across the room when I was like 10 years old playing phase 10. Oh my gosh. No, um, dang. So that's a good one. That's a, yeah. yeah. If you ever, if you don't want to go f- in that full TCG nerd universe and you want to have a good family game night where uh, you can, you can make your, your father disown you <laughs> phase 10 is a good one. <laughs> well, let's, let's go through what I, my likes and dislikes of TC or Car Wars as a TCG real fast. What yeah, I haven't yeah, hit. hit me with it. So first off, the game starts with you building your kingdom, which I really enjoy. It's Catan-esque, talking about, I, mm. I love Catan. It's yeah, also the, the, pre- the prep phase. The prep phase, yeah. You start out, you're building something that is strategic to you, you and you're like planning ahead based off of the thing that you begin with. And I, mm-hmm. I like that in a board game. I like that in Pokemon Master Trainer. You're choosing your starter and you're planning out where you're going to go. There's a, that's a Pokemon board game um, that I'm trying to perfect. <laughs> we'll plug. Russell's, Russell's been rewriting the rules for this Pokemon <laughs> game for like four years. So y'all get ready for the re-release. Yeah, just, just wait for the re-release when Pokemon hires me and then I'll be laughing in your And then you got to add Ned. 650 more Pokemon to the game. Yeah, seriously. Well, uh, anyways, another thing. <laughs> Every card has potential, which I talked about earlier. I love mm-hmm. that. I think it it makes so much sense. That's why you don't have the sacrificing. That's why there's not the mana buildup at the beginning. You go immediately in and you're playing blue eyes from the get-go and mm. it could be defeated by a pig. And that's really great. And I think it takes away all that, like the chance of drawing a bad card or whatever. It's it, There is, I mean, you know, it's a TV show, so it's a little bit of creative fateness. Uh, but still, it, it's great. It destroys friendships like every good video game and board game does. And the holographic technology is incredible. What I don't like about Car Wars as a TCG, corn is a primary card type. Uh, corn is overrated. High fructose corn syrup is killing us all very slowly. So <laughs> putting that out there, uh, you can attack on turn one. I don't, yeah, like, I don't like that. that I, don't, I didn't like one. that at all. Well, yeah, that, here's the thing. Bo- is, it, is, it, is it unfair to attack on turn, run, turn one if you have had the building of your kingdom already. That's the thing. That's like, if you yeah, can pre if you can pre-build why. your kingdom, you can attack on turn one. But okay. that's definitely why, like, a lot of those games, you can't do that. It's because the other person hasn't had a chance to, to play any cards if you haven't had a pre-build, uh, a pre-build turn, you know? Well, so yeah, maybe I do like that you can attack on turn one. That, that makes a little bit more sense. Uh, something I don't like is that it takes two hours to go through just the basics, as Jake says. That's ridiculous. Um, and then the game is over in a handful of turns. Again, two hours to learn just the basics, and then you have a game that lasts five minutes. Not worth it. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say that was the one thing. And I, I didn't have a full list of like what the, my likes and dislikes of it as a as a TCG, but it did seem like 
more than anything, it was similar to, I mean, similar to a magic in a Yu-Gi-Oh where it's like you can direct, you can directly attack their life points and, or if they don't have any, you know, cards on the field, uh, in terms of like character cards, creature cards, uh, night cards that you can attack like their life points. But Jake was like, you can attack me and I lose when Finn takes all of his characters to his side. And then, um, the, when Jake takes them all back, he's like, I win. And it's like, he didn't really attack. It was just like, it made the audience very confused on like, is the game about like possessing the other person's Yeah, destroying lands and then take, or destroying monsters or taking, so basically like, yeah, I don't know. Cause at one point Finn does have nothing on the field because of the volcano card. So exactly. I'm not exactly really sure. So it, and that's where it's like, well, the pig huh. was like dead, but it was still on his side and it was like reclaimed. So it was very confusing in that aspect. Yeah. There is the, well, good news is in spoiler drop, if you want to know, there is a, a little bit more intensive, a, I'd say intensive in terms of like getting to see cooler, cooler plays play out. Um, I think it's season six or seven. Are you about to say Car Wars comes back? Car Wars comes back. Absolutely does. Um, Yes. Jake, I'm just going to give you the whole spoiler for the episode because like Jake and his daughter go on a trip to a Card Wars tournament where Jake like meets up with a bunch of people that he used to play Card Wars with like back in the day. That's so good. Uh, And it's so, it's so good. It's such a good father, daughter, like dynamic episode. Um, it's such a good, like Jake's actually the same way where he's like a dirty player, uh, and gets really back in his like old mean mug and Jake days. Um, so card war, this is not the last we've seen of card wars. And so that's just, I'm just to make you more excited about it. That's great, man. Well, dude, I mean, freaking even the title card shows Jake being a little bit maniacal, mm-hmm. which title card's great. You should go check title it out. Card is Jake's game with BMO. Like, yeah. <laughs> with BMO looks very angry. And Bebo's skateboard is on the tree in the background, too. Which is awesome, yeah. Uh, and at the very beginning of the game with Finn, he reveals kind of how terrible he is with the very maniacal haunting smile when he's like, oh, don't don't show me your hand, man. Like, come on. And then immediately floops this uh, silo of truth, which allows him to see all of the cards in Finn's hand and steals one. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah. Which well, Which actually, like, that's... That's actually like a card that's I feel like pretty common in Magic the Gathering, honestly. Yeah, like but you can take a card one. after you see it. You can look at the card. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a view their cards and make them discard one. It's not a view their card. They're, and then the, on the opposite, it's like you can actually control their card for a turn. Or you oh, can, okay. Hmm. Uh, so it, there's two separate cards. It was just that's kind of like an OP. If you can view their cards and take one and use it all in the same turn. Again, lot maybe that's my qualm with it is that there's too many like OP cards. Yeah, but again, that was a, a pro for me because of the potential. But but I definitely can understand why that would be. Yeah, like a negative thing. You it's throw three obvious. OP yeah. cards in on the first turn, then the game's just over after two hours of explaining it. You know. Yeah, I guess the hope is that every card has the potential to counteract another card if you know how to mm-hmm. use it correctly. I, I don't if, know. If everything's OP, then nothing. Yeah, exactly. And um, that's, yeah, well, that's this, the name of the game. This whole episode is fantastic. I think it does a really great job of capturing that feeling of being completely in the zone. 
playing cards and just being engulfed in a magical like world of creatures and spells and mm-hmm. they're all at your command like every good tcg does i really enjoyed that the animation's fantastic it keeps it moving it's unique enough and finn jake and bimo were all so dynamic the entire time in every scene i've i'm giving this four flooped pigs out of five good okay not not i, was, I thought you were gonna say floor flew pigs out of 10 and i was like okay that's maybe don't do four that. and a half maybe four and a half four, this could be a I'm four, going four. Flo- four and a half flooped pigs out of five normal pigs okay for you flip me four and a half yeah you're going four and a half would, okay oh oh dude this is this is i would be well i say i'm going to be surprised but i've seen all the episodes in this season already <laughs> there are several coming up that i think I'm I'm looking back through episodes one through thirteen because this is we're we're past the halfway point of the season at this point. I think the second half of this season is way more stacked with back to back good ones. Next week we're talking about Princess Cookie, which never was one of my favorite episodes before until I really took the time to think about it. We're gonna have a really good episode next week. I can promise you that. Um but then I'm looking back at, you know, Goliad, Gotcha, Dream of Love, Web Weirdos, that this for sure at this point in the season is the best episode to come out this season. Um, okay. Followed, followed closely by Return to the Nightosphere and followed up by the season opener, Hot to the Touch. So wow. if those are the best episodes that have happened so far, I've already looked and I'm like, there's already like two or three that are like at least from the canonical sense of Adventure Time, like better than this one. Well, I, I'm just super excited that there's another Car Wars episode. I I'm, I even had that written in my notes. I was like, I got to ask Ned, will it come back? I'm so glad it is. I am really mm-hmm. excited to play Car Wars with Allie at the house at some point. And also very excited to release my Pokemon Master Trainer rules. Uh, so just yes. <laughs> watch out for that. Yeah, in the next if, five if we years. if we open our Patreon, like you said, if we ever open our <laughs> Patreon, look for Russell's going to post all of his uh, seventeen hundred pages of Pokemon Master yeah. Rule Book. I made it um, way worse than it already. And then was. you have to find a five hundred dollar <laughs> copy of Pokemon Master Trainer at your local card shop that uh, are you trying to say this is niche am i going too niche Uh, dude you're going hyper niche with this one that is not an easy to find game anymore i warned everybody that this was going to be a super nerdy podcast episode we already talked about chat gpt we can get chat gpt to write us an app that is pokemon master trainer no i don't want chat bgt gpt whatever it's called the to replace me come on ned i'm already scared enough of wait you're talking about chat lgbtq right (laughs) be fun chat oh no that's 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 an almost cancel me joke but that you gotta admit that was kind of funny (laughs) that's good that's quick uh quick, quick on the draw quick on the draw now what's your 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 wreck i don't know why i stuttered so much I I don't know why I stuttered so much. <laughs> what's your 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 your, your uh, wreck? Honest, what's, honestly, what's your wreck? well, like you know, I wrote it down. I was gonna say Magic the Gathering, but honestly, I would turn my wreck into like do that thing with your friends that is involving I don't know being in person, doing something that's. I mean, trust me, I love video games. I love podcasting. I love uh, apps. I love TikTok. I love Facetimes. Whatever. Do that one thing that just like gets you out there, whether it's trivia, whether it's Monopoly, whether it's 
board games, whether it's D and D. Um, I'm try. I would love to do a D and D uh, soon. I don't think I've ever had anybody that's good. I know y'all moved. We were going to do one, and then y'all moved. I know. Well, have you written your dungeon master campaign yet? Well, I, I'm not going to do it. It's way better in person. That is something that I was. I've done. Yeah, D&D I mean, I'll do a. We could do, over the I'm, computer. Y'all going to move back up here, and then we'll, <laughs> yeah, do we'll move D&D. back up there. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, but you could do my rec for Ned's rec, which is pickleball. Yeah. That was going to be my oh, my rec. One. Yeah, it's fun. It's good. It's good support. I know. I feel like. Well, I feel like we are. Uh, within within twelve months of getting sucked into the pickleball world, I just have more and more friends getting sucked in, and I, I think by proxy of our community, we're going to get sucked into a pickleball. It's at some coming point. for you, dude. It's, it's coming, coming for you. I, I've, I've I've been watching it like very much, kind of like that monster that's creeping around the corner. It's coming for me. Well, I've got this. Isn't I'm going to do it real quick. I'm not going to read this entire email. There is a little bit of a traveler's law this week. I know we're Ooh, okay. late into this episode, but real quick, no, pl- y'all keep li- if you're a fan, you'll keep listening. Like we're 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 helping you on your car journey. We're helping you on your work day. Oh yeah, you might as well listen. Well, I wanted to shout out uh, Savannah. She wrote us a little while back a really nice email about. I mean, how amazing we are. <laughs> I get it. I mean, you <laughs> I know, mean we're just so good. Um, no, but. What was really cool was her talking about how she's been obsessed with Adventure Time since she was 12 uh, and how it holds just a very special place in her heart. And she, her very first tattoo um, was a BMO tattoo. Or maybe hey. it wasn't her first, but she has a BMO tattoo, which is something that we've talked about time and time again. And mm-hmm. I, it just feels like that's coming for me. It just feels like people are forcing this on me. And <laughs> Russell, I'm in, I'm in Nashville on Saturday morning. We can go get a... BMO yeah, let's tattoos. go get BMO tattoos. Um, no, and it sounds like she has a whole a whole leg worth of Adventure Time tattoos. She's what? got an artist. She shouted out uh, at. Can I ask you? Can I ask Savannah for? Can I ask Savannah for a picture of that without it sounding like really creepy? She gave us Ned. I'll tell you what her Instagram handle is because I think she has it on her like saved on the top of her profile. Oh yeah, but yeah, the the. Tattoo artist she shouted out is uh, B U R D X T U R D is someone that she goes to for her Adventure Time tattoos. Uh, sounds like from him she's gotten Gunter or Gunther and uh, a Death Butterfly from the Dead World, and also she's getting the Demon Blood Sword in April. So, oh, dude, a Demon Blood Sword to actually, man. Okay, I was like, what are cool Adventure Time tattoos? Demon Blood Sword. That's badass. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, hey, Savannah, you've been you... my inspiration. Oh, you're gonna get that? Oh no, you've been my. In- well, now I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay, I might do a sword inspired adventure tattoo pretty soon. Now. Yeah. I was thinking about getting actually a thigh tattoo, and then I saw something on TikTok saying that thigh tattoos are the the uh, sluttiest tattoos for men to get. Um, and now I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I. My wife does not want me to get a thigh tattoo. I really? would like, man, eh, I would because well, like you would get and- something like, I don't know, like BMO on your thigh, and then it's like, <laughs> probably, yeah, probably so. Yeah, it's like, no, I don't know. Well, that would be interesting I, to look no, at it all. No times. hate out there, but the guys, well, that maybe a little bit of, you know, people, but are, I don't know, are you people hate? shit don't on hate. me, people shit on me, but no, no don't the, hate. The, the solo calf tattoos that where there's no, you have no other tattoo on your body except for like. The one on the center of your calf. Oh, the back of the calf. Yeah, yeah. That that's. I mean, guys, if you have that, 
like no hate, just go get more tattoos. Like Ned's just don't let yums. that be your only tattoo. <laughs> Ned's yucking your yums. He's got I'm, dude. Hey, I'll yuck that yum all day of the week. Ned, don't make me make fun of your tattoos. You got this really awesome Luke Skywalker. <laughs> never mind. Your tattoos are cool. Oh, never, never mind. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for stopping by, swinging by, checking us out, listening to us, hanging out with us. It's been another wonderful episode of Never Ending Adventure. We talked about something that I think is going to be in our top episodes mm. for this season easily. Yeah. Um, we've had a lot of people recently give us reviews and we got stickers coming your way. There is one that I'm having trouble with that bounce back, but I'm, we're trying to figure it out, you know, like, so let us know if you reviewed the podcast and we will try to get you a sticker. Uh, check us out on Instagram at Never Ending Adventure Podcast. Ned, we need to talk about this, but maybe we, for our 100th episode, the day that it comes out, we plan a like FaceTime at night on Instagram Live or something. So mm, yeah, if we could do a, yeah, we could definitely do a little uh, Instagram Live uh, both of us do a live session, Instagram yeah. live. Just again, probably pretty similar to this episode where we're just shooting the shit. Yeah, about but then we some could topic. talk to people that could on on live, like mention, say something to us. I don't know. We'll figure that out. Like we'll try. Yeah, we are gonna try and make something about episode 100 special, and that could just be something we add to it, like that night on the day that the episode comes out. We yeah. do like a, a except live for thing. the fact that we're gonna be popping champagne on the podcast during the recording that's oh, gonna yeah. be the recording day now much less the release day we can definitely do a little day. go yeah. live and uh, <laughs> inst, inst, insta live like with our fans for all so, and, yeah i mean dude i'll insta live i work from home all day i'll insta live uh all day <laughs> just let people join whenever and <laughs> well regardless we'll uh we're also on set talk at never any venture uh cast Twitter at NEA underscore podcast. Email us your thoughts, your opinions. Get on the Traveler's Log at nea.travelerslog at gmail.com. And yeah, thank you all so much. This is a great, great week, great episode. Uh, you know, we love y'all and party forever. You and I love you guys. Thank you.